factor throw Fitzpatrick throwing high into the air Got it. Parker touchdown what a win for this Miami Dolphin team Wow. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins official podcast network covering your Miami Dolphins each and every day. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we are flashing it back to 2003. The Dolphins win big in Big D on Thanksgiving with a 40-21 to victory over the Cowboys. We're going to talk to the galloping gobbler of the game himself, the co-MVP of the game, Chris Chambers, who breaks down all of his touchdowns and that 2003 Miami Dolphins team. All of that and more on this Friday, May the 1st edition of the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins and let's go ahead and set the stage for this podcast interview here real quick. We'll get to Chris in just one second, but if you don't recall the game, Thanksgiving Day, the Cowboys came in one win better than the Miami Dolphins heading into that Week 12 game, and the story around the game was about how Dallas, with Quincy Carter at quarterback and a couple of wins in their back pocket heading into that game, were a team that could compete for a Super Bowl, while your Miami Dolphins, with a victory on that day, which of course they got, would tie the Cowboys' record, but they were an afterthought coming into the game and soon the country would realize that was a mistake this Miami Dolphins team was just as good and way better on that day than the Dallas Cowboys so Miami gets the party started early with the Chris Chambers touchdown and they keep going back to that well he scores three times Jason Taylor scoops and scores and Adewale Agunle a strip sack of Quincy Carter Zach Thomas gets a pick at the end of the game five sacks on the day five turnovers for the Dolphins defense and Jay Fiedler three touchdowns all to Chris Chambers. And for me personally, this is when my Dolphins fandom started to begin a rift between me and my family members because the Dolphins were playing out here on the West Coast at 1.30 and that's right around when all the family stuff is supposed to happen on Thanksgiving. And I'm saying, look, Rick and Chris and my boys are playing on, on national TV today. I got to watch them. And so I did. I actually got out of going to my grandparents' house. I was, th- I think I was 16 years old and I didn't have to go over there. What a saint my mother was for allowing that to happen. But I stayed home, watched the Dolphins, and I was so glad that I did because they put the beat down on Dallas that day. And let's go ahead now and get to my interview with Dolphins receiver, 2005 Pro Bowler, and scorer of three touchdowns on this day on Thanksgiving, Chris Chambers. Chris Chambers. It's just him and Mario Edwards down the field. Going to go up, does a good job, stays inside. Nice fake to the outside, and Mario Edwards knows he's in trouble. And Jay Fiedler, that is a perfect throw by him. And joining me now on the Drive Time podcast is former Dolphins receiver. He spent six and a half seasons of his 10-year career in Miami, a pro bowler in 2005, Chris Chambers. Chris, what's going on, man? Going well, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. Just trying to stay home as much as I can. And that reminds me about your work as a trainer and getting these kids ready for the next level and working with wide receivers. I'm curious to ask, how has how has COVID and the quarantine impacted the way you've gone about your work the last couple of months? Yeah, uh, for our industry, it's tough because this is a, a, a tough time for a lot of athletes. You know, obviously, 
um, guys are doing combine training, and then you have all the other guys who didn't get a, actually get a chance to go to the combine now have their opportunity to have their pro days and not able to have that. So usually a guy has a pro day, he does well his pro day, then scouts go back and look at his film during the season, kind of puts it together. So the guys lost that. Then you had the XFL, they, they kind of failed there. So you got a whole, you got a tremendous pool of great football players that's not going to get an opportunity to show what they have. Uh, and that's just football. But now from the high school ranks to, to the college ranks, uh, it, it's tough on the athlete for sure. Everybody's trying to do things to like, you know, stay in shape. And, you know, I see a lot more online stuff out there. But, you know, it's different when you have like that one-on-one uh, type of relationship with a player and you're not able to actually see them or work with them. So the whole industry is shook. You know, I hope it comes back in great fashion. Uh, but I can't see a lot of the, the bigger group training situations happening anymore more private training, more more uh, small group training, more isolated stuff I can see coming, you know, and with that, it, that comes with money, you know. So uh, there's going to be a lot going on, but I do know the kids are all excited about the parks opening up and stuff like that. I told them, listen, I'm not going to the parks. So <laughs> you guys make sure y'all safe, uh, y'all having fun, you know, you know, they seem like this is nothing for them uh, because they just want to kind of get back out there with their friends and, and play some football or play some other sports. So we'll see how it go, but I'm definitely going to stay as safe as possible. Well, forgive me for the very cheesy segue transition here, Chris, but talking about social distancing, you were doing some social distancing back in 2003 on Thanksgiving Day and coming into that game against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, you'd made some big plays in your career. You'd won some big primetime games, but it was your first Thanksgiving Day experience. And throughout the entire broadcast, Phil Simms kept talking about how excited you specifically were for that game. How special was that big stage and that game in Dallas that day? Yeah, that was huge. I mean, it was just like playing in the Super Bowl, as, as you know, uh, to have that opportunity to play with it. We had a really good team, too. You know, Ricky, like you said, you know, Jason Taylor. I mean, we were stacked up. Um, North Turner was our coordinator at that time. And then going into that week, we had such a really great week of practice. It was one of those weeks that we were like, we're going to play loose. Uh, I think Dallas, they were really good during that time. You know, they had a really good record. Uh, they were looking at their playoff hopes and stuff like that. And so for us to get an opportunity in the stage that we were in, to go in there and whoop their butt. It was great, not only for the players, but then the coaches. They had a lot of, uh, you know, relationships with North Turner. They Wanstead, um, you know, you had the guys on the other side of Dallas, you know, and everything. Um, so it was a good camaraderie, man. It was a great game, and I'm glad we was able to come out on top. And it was my coming out party for sure. It definitely was your coming out party. Three touchdowns. And coming into that game, I was curious to get your opinion for why you were so pumped up and amped up, not just for the national stage, but for maybe an opportunity. Because in the game, on the touchdown passes you did catch, it looked like yep. they were playing a lot of one-on-one coverage. And that's like a personal challenge to a receiver. So yep. did you see that on tape and know this is a chance for me to really get out there and feast, quote-unquote? <laughs> uh, no doubt. You know, uh, the, the shackles was off North Turner, I, I like to say. Uh, you know, Wanted gave him an opportunity to just – let loose. And that's what we did. We knew our game plan was going to throw the ball over the top, take some chances. And actually early in the game, we took a chance, I think on the first drive, yeah. we got a big penalty uh, pass interference. And then after that, we knew we had opportunities within the game. And just to see how everything unfolded was just an unbelievable momentum. You know, I actually scored four, four times in that game. It was one, one pass before my first touchdown in the back of the end zone. It was the same exact route. Um, I caught it. I forget what happened. It was a penalty or something. And North turned around. He called the same play on the other side of the field. And it was a similar ball, similar catch. And that was my first touchdown, man. Uh, and from there, you know, I'm, I'm always been streaky. So to be able to uh, get a, a touchdown early in the game and then come back with another one, then top it off with my third one, man, it was an unbelievable experience in the NFL. Uh, was my first time ever dunking the ball over the goalpost as a celebration. One of the things that just kind of happened. So uh, I was happy about that turning out for sure. But then you started going with the finger roll after that, right? 
Yeah. That was your move. I remember that. Uh, yeah, because I, I'm, I'm a former basketball player. So, you know, I like to do those things and I get the opportunity. But, you know, sometimes depending on where you catch the ball, where you land at, how it goes, you can pull that stuff out, you know. So I've been able to pull that out a couple of times on some easy catches where it's just like a little pass lob up the, uh, up the court, a nice little <laughs> finger roll to finish. <laughs> I was laughing, Chris, because I just watched the game before you came on here. And I know what you're talking about. You, you, you did have a touchdown that didn't go because yep. – your quarterback actually missed you is what happened. You were wide open and the ball was thrown behind you. I did want to ask you because going into the game, you mentioned the Cowboys. They had all this, can they get to the Super Bowl, their playoff hopes, and they're going to continue to push on. But no one really talked about the Dolphins. And of course, Deion Sanders, the former Cowboy himself on the pregame show. I'll never forget it, Chris. The Dolphins might not even score today. And Q narrator, they scored 40 points. Did you guys hear some of that stuff coming into the week and did it motivate you? You know, it was such a short week. Yeah. You know, when you're coming off a game on Sunday and then you're coming back with a game right there on Thursday. You know, if you're if you're healthy, it's outstanding. But if you're an injured guy going to a game like that, it's like you don't even practice. You just go out there and play. So, you know, to be able to play two games in one week has always been fun for an NFL player, especially depending on what type of game you had before. Either you had a great game, you can come back with another one, or you didn't have such a good game, you can come back with a great game. So uh, that's what I think we're looking for the most, you know, and then just playing on Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, which is special in any pro athlete's career to be able to do that, you know, just meant a lot, you know, so we didn't hear a lot of the chatter, you know, we knew it was a rivalry just from back in the day with the Dolphins and the Cowboys playing, you know, you see some of the cut up from your know, years past and some of the stuff that happened uh, during that whole time and then to be able to go out there and actually play in Dallas Cowboys Stadium, unbelievable, uh, just that alone uh, was a great experience for us all. And you mentioned that first play of the game, the pass interference call. You got by him in a hurry. He tried to throw yep. the inside hand on your outside shoulder, and you just swatted that thing down and went right past him. Then you get yep. your first catch of the game, a 10-yard gain on the next series, but that drive leads to a punt. And then your next catch is the big one, the 39-yard touchdown strike for a quick answer to the Cowboys. Uh, or the, the Cowboys' quick answer after that makes it a 10-7 lead. And then you get back to a 10-point lead. You get this one-on-one play where it looks like the guy's playing some outside leverage on you. You release inside and then just explode back across his face for a big touchdown. Did you know that you had a chance to score on that play when you broke the huddle? The, the last play, yeah, when, going out there, it was a big play action. And yeah. we were kind of, we had a real balanced attack that game. You know, so anytime you got Ricky in the backfield, you know, we're going to have those safeties come up, you know, and I think we had a post on one side and I had a deep, what we call a deep over route. So, you know, Jay actually threw me a little flat, you know, so I came back to the ball, but, you know, my momentum took me back to the ball. And then I was like, I think I lost like two yards, but then I cut up under the next guy. So I was able to come out the back door of that. And after that, you know, it's just like green grass from there, man. So I just kind of. I kind of Deion Sanders myself to the end zone if you looked at that one. I had a little high step going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. And the one yeah. before that was a diving catch into the kind of back corner of the end zone. Yes. And you you popped up and you struck a little pose. Was that planned? Yeah, yeah you know, like I said, my, my stuff is never planned. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't prep myself on touchdowns. It just depends on – I've never been a dancer, all mm-hmm. right? But, you know, obviously the rules are a lot different. I probably would have made some up if I was playing in these days. But, uh, you know, that one it was just a great ball. I believe it was a double move. Uh, you know, on the outside, Jay threw it up, beautiful ball. All I had to do was just kind of land on it. And, you know, I kind of, I kind of like, once again, I fell in the end zone. And I just kind of popped up and had a little pose there for a second, which was really cool. And, you know, from there, I was just hot. <laughs> yeah, because then you, you talk about the next one, you come back with a touchdown where you did break the tackle. And I noticed on that play, they yeah. gave you free access. When a guy, when they give you free access like that, is that just like your eyes light up in that situation? 
Yeah, I mean, depending on what the defense is playing, if you see the uh, the the front and the backers kind of moving up, and you see a you know three to four guys in the secondary, depending on the routes, but one single safety with a play like that, um, you know, you know it's green grass and the protection holds up, which it did. It was a good play action fake, got across the uh, across the field, you know, wide open, no one was there, and like I said, we was able to run like twenty or thirty yards after that man, and just get in the end zone and pretty much cap off the game. How important is it to have a back like Ricky Williams back? I know the game's a little bit different now, but back then, 2003, he was coming off that big season. Again, was coming right back. I think he actually broke 1,000 yards in that game. How big was his presence to the vertical passing game? Oh, it was great, man. I absolutely love it. You know, from my background, I come from the University of Wisconsin, uh, having Ron Dane and uh, Michael Bennett in the backfield. You know, I knew the blocking was first and foremost. That was the first thing they told me when I got there. So I always carried that with me, you know, being able to play in the Big Ten, a tough conference. And then when we had Ricky and then Ronnie, you know, it's just like I was back doing the same thing. So I had no problem going up there blocks for the guys because we're the ones that are going to bring them for some of those deep passes. Yes, the line do their job. Ricky does his job. But at the end, you see the receivers running with their with the backs, you know, giving them the opportunity to kind of score. And then just playing with Ricky Williams, man, he's an unbelievable athlete. Uh, he's super intelligent, which a lot of people are just now finding out now. I would tell you this guy is way ahead of it was way ahead of the yeah. game. Uh, you know, his practice habits was unbelievable. Um, you know, so just as a teammate, you know, he was phenomenal, man. And, uh, you know, best best wishes to his uh, post career. I'm glad he's doing great things out there. So you that final touchdown that you scored, Chris, put you guys up 37 to 14. You would add a field goal. The Cowboys would score a garbage time uh-huh. touchdown and make it 40 to 21. That's where the score was. Or that's where the final ended. The defense had five sacks and five takeaways in that game as well. Was that yeah. the most complete team win you'd ever been a part of? Yes, it was. Uh, there, there was a throughout the career where we we had, you know we had a stud team man we had a hell of a squad you know and for whatever reason we'll lose here and there and uh, but at the same time you're able to play with a, a great defense you notice know, uh, can get turnovers uh, can get sacks late in the game you know so we put it together on offense where now the defense can let loose usually we play the game so tight we're in the fourth quarter you know somebody has to do something but that was the game where we just all let loose and played well as a team and uh, came away with a victory on the biggest show, you know, besides the Super Bowl. And you do end the day with five grabs, 96 yards, and three yeah. touchdowns. How does that turkey leg taste post game? Oh, man. I don't know if I tasted it. I don't <laughs> know if they had it out there. Um, but the funny thing is that me and Jay won the award. So since me and Jay won the award, you know, they only had one award to give. <laughs> so I actually gave it to him. No. <laughs> Uh, hindsight, I probably would have said, hey, <laughs> make two uh, or something like that. And I seen him not too long ago at one of his foundation events. And I was like, man, you still have that trophy. You let me borrow it for a little while, you know. So, uh, but, you know, he, it was just fun playing with Jay, man. He's a tough quarterback. You know, anybody who got a chance to watch him play, you know, uh, we play hard for him. Uh, the dude was, was, you know, run through a brick wall. Uh, you know, and he had that type of intangible that all the guys love playing with him. You know, I wish the career would have lasted longer, but, you know, I thought we, you know, I had some of my best years with him. And I felt like if we had a chance to, you know, play a little bit more, we all probably would have got better together. All right, Chris, I'll let you go here in just one second, but I want to ask you one more question because Zach had a pick in that game towards the end. Jason scored a touchdown on a scoop and score. I'm curious if you have any interesting stories you can give us about either of those two guys from your time playing with them. Oh my gosh, man. You (laughs) too. It's so hard because they were they were such great, you know, leaders like on the field and they was great like off the field too, you know. And as a young guy coming in, you know, they the ones that did all the interviews, uh, you know, win, lose, or draw. Um, they always talked about themselves. They never pointed the finger, you know. <laughs> so I, I mainly like learned more from those guys than anything because I was so young 
you know, but, you know, once you get older in years, you start to understand, like, okay, why a person do this or why a person do that, you know, because they just kind of understand the system of how everything. So I really don't have nothing bad to say about those guys. I love them so much uh, or really nothing crazy funny right now. But I, I promise you I'll dig something up for you and we'll have some fun with it, man. But uh, those guys have been so great to me, man. And, uh, you know, congrats on their Hall of Fame careers. Zach can get in there in a second. Uh, yeah, this year should have been the year I thought for him. He definitely belongs in the Hall of Fame there with Jason. Chris, we appreciate your time today, man. Best of luck in the future going forward with the training, getting these guys coached up. Chris Chambers, we appreciate it, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. And there he goes, Chris Chambers, former Dolphins wide receiver. That was one of my favorite guys to watch as a kid because he was so freaky athletic. The work he did around the sidelines, the back end line of the end zone with the toe taps, had one of those catches in this game. Just a lot of fun to watch. Made the big plays down the football field for our team in an era where Dolphins football was more smash mouth and defense. You heard him talk about it. Those games were typically pretty tight, but on the rare occasion that North Turner cranked things up and let things loose, they would make some big plays down the field like they did in that game as he scored the three touchdowns. I also recall when he got traded to San Diego, that team went to the playoffs that year and Chris had a big day in Indianapolis against the Colts and I was rooting like hell for the Chargers that day. I have a couple of buddies who are Colts fans and I just didn't like them because they were always winning all the time and that's how it goes as a football fan and Chambers put a dagger in their heart with a big touchdown. I recall celebrating that one just as much as all the Dolphins touchdowns he scored. That guy was a touchdown machine there for a few years in Miami. Of course, capped it off with that 05 Pro Bowl season. I can still recall the stats off the top of my head with 82 catches, 1,118 yards, and finding the end zone 11 times that year en route to the Pro Bowl. And of course, that big day back in 2003, the Dolphins beat the Dallas Cowboys. On this week's Finns flashback, we will have the accompanying article up on MiamiDolphins.com, taking a look back at that Dallas Cowboys game, some key plays, some key stats. So check that out. If you've been following me on Twitter, which please go ahead and do if you do not do so already, at Wingfield NFL, you've seen me teasing out some quotes from coaches or coordinators, position coaches who have been around the Miami Dolphins rookies from this past week's draft. We are going to have some extensive character profiles and off the football field stuff for all these young men. Just a lot of incredible stories joining your Miami Dolphins as rookies. So keep an eye out for that in the coming weeks. Plenty of content up on the site right now. All the draft work, all the all 22 from Kimjemi, all the social and video and creative teams. Go check out all of our content. We're pumping it out daily. As for my time on this podcast, that's going to be my time on Drive Time. Go ahead and please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify wherever you get your podcast from. Go ahead and leave me a rating. Leave me a review. Follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Follow the Dolphins at Miami Dolphins, the Fish Tank and the Audible podcast. Check those out as well. And of course, MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up.